Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Coming up on today's edition of the Chasing Months Podcast, FallQuest, Austin Price, talking Emmanuel Okoye, uh, and his impact signing uh, to join this 2023 Tennessee football recruiting class uh, where uh, Tennessee stands with some five-star defensive linemen. Yeah, could they get them both? We talk about that. Wide receiver room, uh, who might still be around after this year. Mike Matthews, his recruitment. White Kellen Lindstrom might be a forgotten but underrated uh, commit over the last month uh, for Tennessee. All that and more coming up with FallQuest, Austin Price. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, welcome back, Chase Thomas podcast. Taping this late on a Wednesday night. Last week when we had Brent Hubs of FallQuest.com, we got into Andy Griffith Matlock discussion. So anything's possible in these late night pods. I learned what a a bushel of beans was from Brent because didn't know that that was the way that you uh, quantify. Uh, how many beans are in a stalk? I thought it was a stalk. I don't know. I, I I'm not uh, I'm not ready for Coryton Farm life. But Austin Price is here, who I don't think is going to go down the bushel of beans rabbit hole. I don't think that's his area of expertise. Austin, is that correct to surmise there? I, I would say that's correct. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, you just got back from what Pebble Beach this past week? Yeah, man. It's out in Pebble Beach. Uh, had a chance to go out there and. Part one of my 40th birthday golf extravaganza, and so part two is next month. There you go. Uh, what's your favorite part about turning 40? Um, nothing. <laughs> Do you not like getting older, though? At least a little bit. There's not part of you that does enjoy it, just a tad. You know, I don't know, I, because I guess I'm very reflective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of think big picture all the time, and I think the older you get, the more... Uh, the more you think about uh, your mortality, mm. uh, I had a buddy of mine when I turned forty. He was like, "Man, you know, do you, do you think we're at the fifty percent mark?" And I said, "I don't know, Brand. I could be at the forty percent mark. I could be at the ninety-five percent mark. I'm, mm. not, I'm just trying to, you know, um, I'm just trying to live each day. Um, not each day to the fullest is too big of a cliche, but I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to live. I, you know, I'm going to go do things. I mean, 
you know, we're doing Alaska this summer and we did, okay. you know, my wife and I did Hawaii back in January. So, I mean, you know, we're just trying to go different places and see different things and take the kids along the way. Now the kids did not go to Hawaii, but <laughs> that was a, uh, COVID 10th anniversary trip that was postponed by a couple of years. How was that received in the price household? Uh, the kids were not happy. Uh, uh-huh. grandparents uh, came through like a couple of cha- uh, two sets of champs and, uh, mm. Watched them while we were gone, and it was good for me and uh, me and Mama to get away. <laughs> there you go. But it's a whole family excursion to Alaska. Yes, it is on that. Okay. One. They're like, what? What happened here? What do we? What do we do wrong, Dad? That we get we get ousted from Hawaii and we're going to Alaska, where ta- like we don't even know what time we're supposed to be up, when the sun's up, when the sun's down. They're wild moose. Are they into it? Are they excited for Alaska? Yeah, you know, the, we did Yellowstone last summer, so okay. they're into the. They're big into the animal, um, animal encounters. So they're mm. going to go well watching. That's something we did in Hawaii. And in theory, Very cool. in theory, you know, I could see the same exact whale in Alaska that I saw in Hawaii because, you know, they go down and breed in uh, Hawaii and then come back and feed in Alaska. Okay. So you're the whale guy. Now we know where to go to with any whale questions of all quest mailbaggers. I, I, I just know where this group said <laughs> That a group, you know, breeds and then feeds. I don't, I'm not, I mean, like, I, I just, I love, I, I love, you know, we saw, we saw moose last year. We saw, mm. you know, a lot of black bear. We, we, every time we happened to come upon a grizzly bear, it had just went into the woods or just went out of sight. And, you know, that was the one thing we missed out on at Yellowstone, but we saw everything else. We saw wolves hunt elk and all kinds of bison and coyotes and, you know, a lot of fun stuff get close are you getting nervous like are you ready like what what are you thinking when uh when they're getting close to you and well, I, I get in my car i don't <laughs> i don't i'm not one of these people no pictures no getting up no selfies no not selfies no. No, i'll take pictures i'll take plenty no. of videos but at a safe distance there you go um well austin uh speaking of just world traveling the tennessee volunteers football team uh they're world travelers on the recruiting trail because they get a big commitment uh four-star athlete uh i guess is the best way to describe it do you know how to pronounce his last name uh is it are we sure yeah it's a koye it is a koye okay very cool so you get a koye in here who my uncles and all my tennessee folks who are very excited uh just everyone's looking at the measurables and i don't know if you're seeing that um from vol fans where everyone's looking at the basketball videos everyone because if you're yeah. a good basketball player then it's like oh next tony gonzalez next uh next superstar tied in here so what who is emmanuel koye and how big of a commitment is it to get him also in in 2023 where he can kind of just redshirt and, and hide out for a little bit and learn the game? Yeah, I mean, I think, it, you know, again, if you're getting anything out of him this year, one of two things has happened. Um, it's a bonus. Mm. He's turned out to be way better than maybe anybody realized. Um, and or you've had some injuries. Um, mm. You know, so, I, you know, again, I think for the, for the, you know, for the growth of him, you know, perfect world. You you just kind of let him blend in. Maybe get get him in a few games. That's the beautiful part of the the four game rule, and mm. you know, kind of go from there. But I mean, he is super long, super mm. athletic. Now again, does that equate to success? No, but there are some things that you can't teach, and he mm. has those. Is it wait? So when you look at 
Manuel coming into the fold here. Like, did you see him reclassifying? Was that something that was always kind of expected yeah, that he would do this class? Once he once he took his official visit, he told me that he was going to be a part of the twenty three class. Okay, um, it was just about getting through his other officials and determining where he wanted to go. And the last few weeks, Tennessee's been the the hard trend there. And mm. you know, we did uh, we actually did his uh, commitment interview before I left for Pebble Beach, and then you know he announced when the NFL Academy wanted him to, which was. Um, you know, on Wednesday. Mm. Is there a chance he plays edge? Is there, a, or what, can, can you give me a percentage yeah. though? I prefer a percentage uh, here, Austin, which way he goes. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get into percentages. I, I, I do think, you know, I, I think there's a chance he could play anything. Again, I've said for a while, mm. I'm tight end. Um, but at the same time, I mean, if he gets here and they need help, at a particular spot, let's say he starts on defense and they need help with mm. tight end. That's why I lean tight end, just because they they're a little bit thinner than mm. on the whole than they are at uh, at edge. But you know, if you start, let's say he starts a tight end and they need some help at edge, you know, you may see him end up there. I mean, again, I think that he's kind of a Swiss Army knife this first year as he figures out college life, as he figures out life in America, as he continues to figure out the game of football. It is kind of funny that I think like Jonathan Eccles coming in the fold and where everyone like else wants him to be at edge and he's at Tennessee he wants to be a tight end. And it's like, it's <laughs> just wondering what those two guys might end up being at Tennessee. It's going to be really fascinating to to monitor once they're on campus and they start going through drills and figuring out what, uh, where they fit. Cause two super athletes that uh, a lot of Tennessee fans are very excited about. Um, does it change how Tennessee's looking at the 2024 tight end class getting a Koye in uh, 2023 at all or no? No. Okay. Um, Franklin, and also another name that I I don't want to mispronounce it. You guys have talked about it on the podcast. Williams, Larry. Yes. Yeah. If, it, if Franklin falls in the next week, or Franklin falls soon here for for Tennessee, does that mean Williams is probably not happening, or is there still a chance that both happen here? No, I think there's a you know, I mean Tennessee would take both those kids in a heartbeat, not blink mm-hmm. an eye. You know, um, you know, you can never have too many good defensive linemen. And mm. so, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I mean, you know, Cam's a guy I think is going to take his visits and we'll see where things go from there. I think there's still plenty of twists and turns in that one. And, you know, Winery, you know, mm. he's a little more focused in. I mean, at Tennessee and Oklahoma, I mean, there's a few other schools that I think have a legit shot, but they'll have to really show well on their official visits. I think the Vols and Sooners have kind of, stretched the legs out uh you know away from that pack behind them who do you think uh is the leader in the pack right now as we're recording this on wednesday night you know i i, I think tennessee's had the momentum i think he mm-hmm. really likes the balls i again if you were going percentages i would go 51 49 tennessee but i okay. think super close it it's super close like Jaden riddell super close mm-hmm. uh, you know there's, there's several of those that you know could go Tennessee's way, could not go Tennessee's way. And again, it's not about getting them all. It's about getting your fair share. Mm. What does that mean for the class? Like, let's just think that they get both here. Does that put them in the top five potential range for 2024 if they get both? I mean, if you get both those kids and you somehow, you know, you land, a, you know, you get a lot, land Amari Jefferson and then who knows who else at receiver. I mean, you know, a couple of good running backs, Peyton Lewis and who, who knows who else. Sure. I mean, you know, Tennessee's going to be, you know, right up there. 
fringe top five. Um, and that's without a marquee, marquee quarterback. And that's not mm. the, you know shade on Merklinger because I think he's fantastic. Still top he, 10. He's just not rated yeah. number one like Nico was, right? Mm. So if you're a top five and you're without the number one overall player like you had a year ago, what's that mean you've done? You've increased your uh, your star rating or your your average everywhere else, which is a great sign. That's interesting. I I am very curious to see what ultimately happens here. And it's just been kind of cool to see because I think a lot of folks were kind of nervous about like how defensive recruiting was going to go in the Hypel era. And just you're seeing these names pop up and you're just like, oh, <laughs> like Williams and Nawari, like he just he has not been on the radar, right? Like just it just kind of came out the last couple months where it was just the big name, just this five star yeah. defensive lineman. You were like, Tennessee won't be in play for him. And then you just see and it's like, oh, it's between Tennessee and Oklahoma. And you're like, wait, what? This is that's cool. I'm excited well, for that. Everybody had him pegged for Oklahoma. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he just genuinely likes Tennessee. And all of a sudden they've uh, risen up uh, the ranks for him. What do you think he likes most about Tennessee? Is it the scheme fit? Is it what he's seen? Is it the atmosphere? What do you think it is? I think it's the people. Hmm. I think he really likes the people here. And I think that resonates. And, you know, I think having Emmanuel Okoye, you know, I, I don't think that hurts either. Who have you been most impressed with on the recruiting trail over the last year on this coaching staff? Uh, you know, I think they kind of just do all do. I mean, it's been spurts, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Halls, they'll have a good spurt. And Kelsey Pope will have a good spurt. Brian Jean-Marie will have a good spurt. And Rodney Garner's kind of steady Eddie. And, you know, you know, I, I think, you know, Brian Jean-Marie does a really good job. Uh, mm-hmm. He did a really good job last year. Um, he, he's a nice compliment recruiter, too. Um Super intelligent, well spoken. I think they just, uh, I think they tandem recruit really well. I'm not sure that they have any like, you know, just dogged recruiter. Everybody's gonna say Rodney, and and, and I get it. Rodney's done it for high, at a high level for 30 years. Um, but you know, I, I don't maybe Willie. Yeah, I mean, again, I think you know, I think it's more they just tandem recruit really well. Hmm. Interesting. And it kind of speaks to the family atmosphere, right? Like they're all kind yeah. of on the same page, like, and it's just all across the board. It's more of a communal effort. Yeah, 100%. I like that. Um, the next offensive commitment will be which position for Tennessee, do you think? Oh, I think I. <laughs> okay. How soon do you think? Um, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. I like it. Um, Matthews, Jefferson, Harold, over under one and a half end up in this class for Tennessee. Man, that's tough. Um, you know, I, I want to lean over. Um, but, okay. it, you, know, it, it, you know, realistically, you could miss on all three. And realistically, you could hit on all three. And I, I know that's kind hmm. of in like both sides. But, I mean, you know, that's why I think Jefferson's so important. He's an hour and a half down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, in-state kid. He's already committed here for baseball. Um, you know, I think he's super, super important. And then if you can land one of the other two, I think you're 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 rolling. And if you hold on to JJ Harrell, great at that point. If not, you can go find somebody else. I mean, I don't really worry about receivers so much. Um, mm-hmm. although I do think that with this class, you need to have a couple of high school kids, at least two, if not three, because you know, you're likely gonna lose um Dante Thornton if he has any kind of good year, like they're hoping he has. Ramel Keaton will be gone. Brew McCoy will be gone. So then it's kind of squirrel light and then a bunch of unproven guys. Yeah. So, you know, I think that 
building through the prep ranks is the smart way. And then if you can cherry pick in a nice transfer like they did Thornton or Brew the last couple of years, then that's gold. Do you think that's why Chaz Nimrod and Caleb Webb are still here? They just see the writing on the wall with the guys leaving after this year, and they're like, that we might, we should have an opportunity for real next year. Well, they're, they're only at the end of their freshman year. I mean, well, yeah. you know, to leave would be dumb on their part. To leave on any freshman because they didn't play enough their freshman year to me is dumb. Mm. Um, you're not giving it a real shot. You know, that, and that's probably part of the problem. A problem I have with this generation is they're too quick to tuck tail. Like. Mm. I'm not saying that like, you know, every situation is the perfect situation. And sometimes you get yourself into a situation that, you know, isn't best for you. But, you know, some of these kids, just because, you know, they're not given playing time right away, you know, they mm-hmm. want instant gratification. You know, any, you know, any kid that leaves that quick, it's either because, you know, they got frustrated, somebody got in their ear or something. I mean, it's, Again, like you know, those guys should still be here. They just wrapped up their freshman year and they're heading into their sophomore year. Now, if they don't play much this fall and they want to look at leaving after this fall, then sure. Like, I, you know. But even if they see, even if they don't play, you could still pitch. Like, there's a yeah. lot of dudes moving out there, the door here. There is. And that's right. And again, I think that's why, you know, your receiver rotation has to be a little bigger. Can Chaslin hmm. Rod give you what Ramel Keaton gave you last year. Remember, I mean, mm-hmm. Ramel was realistically the fourth receiver, right? Like, it was really Sad, Brew, Jalen. Mm-hmm. And then Ramel ended up getting extra playing time because Sad's injury. Can Chaz Nimrod give you that? Mm-hmm. You know, or, or or similar production to what Squirrel White did. It'll just be out of a different position um, as far as reps. So, you know, I think, you know, those those couple of guys, you know, Nathan Leacock as well as a true freshman, you know, they 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 need to spend this year really focused on improving, getting better, see what they can get as far as playing time, and you know, work to be the guys in twenty twenty four. How big is it that Mike Matthews is going to Tennessee last for his official visit? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, you know, sometimes that last visit is huge, right? Mm. And sometimes it just doesn't matter. I'm not sure it matters in this recruitment. Mm. I think he likes Tennessee a ton. Um, you know, if you ask me who his top teams would be, I would tell you USC and Tennessee, Clemson, kind of the three. Mm. Um, Clemson, it, it, a lot of people thought it was Tennessee and Clemson, but it seems like USC's kind of caught and passed the Tigers. Tennessee seems to be the one constant. Um, so it's either like if he stays close to home, it might be Tennessee. If he's okay leaving, going across the country, it's USC. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good way to put it. Interesting. Um, makes me feel good. Also, I'm a Parvi alum. We went to the same high school. I, like all things are good here uh, and on Orange. There's the Orange checkerboard in uh, in the Parvi end zone. Like he he's already gotten used to it. Like, by, the, by the way, what, the last time we did this, did yeah. your head buzzed as much as it is now? Yeah. Were you weren't wearing glasses then? You look different. I, the glasses are different, so I'm wearing like the the I'm I guess I'm doing the Paul Feinbaum thing. You never know what pair of glasses that I'm be wearing on any particular interview here, Austin. You just go to Costco and get a bunch of readers. Oh, actually, I have Warby Parker. I'm very particular about my frames, Austin. 
Very particular. Can't do it. And I'm not old enough for readers yet. I'm not at the point where I need readers. It's just okay. no context right now. About my polos. If you saw me walk into one of these pro shops, like, I'm like, where's your Peter Millar? And they're like, there it is. And I'm like, that's not a very big Peter Millar section. <laughs> you know, like, I don't care about your Nike shirts over here in the corner. Give me the good stuff. What's your, like, if you had to buy anything in bulk at Costco, anyone who knows you, what would they guess is the thing that you would buy in bulk from Costco? Man, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything I buy in bulk. Um, you know, I mean, I bought TVs at Costco. Uh, Plural. You know, food, food yeah. items. Uh, they have those those uh, those waffles that have the little chunks of vanilla in them. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good. Also, Costco is the sneaky best lunch option. Like the dollar slices, dollar hot dogs. Like I don't know how they make yeah, money. Them and, the... them and Sam's Club, you can eat there really cheap. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Um, Kel Lindstrom was he a sneaky under the radar guy that folks need to remember going into the next couple of years of Tennessee, where it's like he just kind of is in the middle here, but he's a pretty big name and he has a lot of upside. Do you think he's someone that Tennessee fans might overlook with some of the bigger names in this class? Yeah, I mean it's easy to right. I mean everybody's mm-hmm. going to think about Winery and 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 think about you know Cam Franklin or some of these other edge guys. Um, Lindstrom just kind of steady Eddie you know, commits early, mm. doesn't want all the pizzazz, you know, just kind of, you know, goes about his, uh, goes about his work and, you know, gets it done. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a guy Tennessee fans should uh, be paying attention to long-term. Last thing here on Tennessee and we'll wrap up here, Austin, uh, Memorial day, the, whatever it's called, uh, the Palooza that's going oh, on. Eight, six, five live this year, but that, oh. just, you know, uh, I don't like that name either. Rock yeah, it's not very good either. They're just making up as they go. They're just throwing stuff at the dartboard and hoping one of these sticks uh, one of these years. It really doesn't matter, right? The, the main thing is getting kids on campus. Like that's right. Matter. It doesn't matter. You're right. They can, they can just call it recruiting weekend. <laughs> and, and, and that, as long as they're getting, you know, a bunch of these four and five star guys here, that's all that matters. What's the most surprising part about that? Cause I feel like that's the one event every year now that Tennessee fans know happens on campus and it's like a big recruiting thing. What's one thing that goes on that's kind of important for recruiting? What do you mean? Like just in terms of like the weekend and what the Tennessee puts on for the kids and what's involved. I mean, they do the, they do They go to the golf facility. They did that last year. Um, You know, they just do different things and, you know, and so it's more of a, just a big hangout family get to, let's get to know each other. It's, Mm it's very little about the recruiting process. Um, you know, if Alec Gablin's hanging out with Jonathan Eccles or Jaden Riddell, I don't think he's going full in on, Hey, listen, here's our opportunity. This is why we're the pig. This is why we should mm-hmm. you know, hold on to you Eccles, or this is why we should land you Jaden. Like it's more just kind of like, Hey, let's get to know each other. Let's hang out, and have some fun, do some different things. And kids love that kind of stuff. I mean, all athletes think that they're golfers. <laughs> for every time that a high school football player told me he was good at golf and then i'm like oh let's see a swing one and then they do and you're like yeah that's not it who's the best one you've seen recently uh golfers mm-hmm. uh and normally they're it, it's kickers huh you know specialists are normally pretty good at golf that and quarterbacks yeah you know uh does nico uh, golf no, he does not. Um, Worley did. Okay. Uh, you know, when he was here and he was, he could really pound it. Um, I watched him about drive the 
13th hole at Holston Hills a few years ago. And he's, he was, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty good golfer for a guy who had not taken the, the game up, you know, that long ago. Does Hypo golf? Does he have time for anything? Uh, you know, he has time, uh, you know, in May to do a lot mm-hmm. of things. Uh, but he, he's more of just, he, he's a football junkie, man. That's all he wants to do. So he's in the office a lot. So um, when he gets out and, you know, he goes out and hits balls or goes out and plays nine holes with his daughter, mm. he plays golf and really enjoys it. Um, so he plays, but it's more recreational with the family member. He doesn't play, you know, um, just regular rounds of golf. We're not going to see him at a charity golf event. I don't think so interesting all right well i like it uh volquest.com austin price always a pleasure as we go here though uh we, we always got to get a new fact here austin from the the different folks over at volquest brent and i we had a lot of fun at the last like 15 minutes of our show we're not gonna go that long just brent just busting busting my chops uh about my matlock photo the andy griffith stuff and all that but my question is, what's your nightly routine, Austin? Like, are you a night owl like Brent? Brent's over here till two. What are you doing? I'm How a huge night owl. Um, yeah. I'm a huge night owl. I'm up. I mean, I go I go to bed anywhere between 1230 and 230. Okay. And, you know, but I wake up with my kids at 615, 630 away for school. So, um, you are know. you getting a nap in during the day? Uh, very rarely. Very rarely. Man. It occasionally does happen. Um, but okay. it's rare. Um, my wife thinks I know, but <laughs> um, too many phone calls. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I do. And I, I'm I'm big into NCIS. Okay. I love NCIS. I can watch. You know, I can just you know I can watch Gibbs and Denozo and and all those characters. Um, Are you I, watching it post Gibbs? I am. I've actually. They, I I didn't think it could last, but it's still uh, good. Um, is it Gary? Uh, Gary Coleman, yeah, or Gary, yeah, yeah he, he's done a fabulous job mm. uh, on there, and and they've done a nice job with the with the cast. So, um, I've enjoyed that um, very much. So, and then mm. uh, you know, it's it's been good. I, I've enjoyed the relaunch of CSI Vegas. Okay, um, you know, but I do. I love Andy Griffith. As a kid, I loved Dukes of Hazard. Love Saved by the Bell. You know, I it, you know. I enjoy TV. I love 24. That's probably my all-time favorite show. Okay. Big, big, big Jack Bauer guy. Um, and, uh, you know, but so I, I enjoy television. Um, I enjoy, I enjoy characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, I, I, I always laugh on the general's quarters. Like when they're talking about a, a movie or whatever, and they'll be like, Oh, the character arc, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shut up. I'm like <laughs> character arc. I'm like, did it enter t- I, I, how I view it is did it I, I look at character arcs on TV shows in movies I just look did it entertain me mm. was it entertaining like I went and took the kids to Guardians of the Galaxy 3 I thought mm. it was good not great okay um, for it's three a, hours right uh, like two and a half um, tough for, sell for me for a trilogy ender mm. I mean I thought it was it was good not great um, you know but I it, it still entertained me it kept my mm. attention and you know, I, you know, the latest Top Gun was, you know, fantastic. That it, that that thing drew so many rave reviews, but it was justifiably so. The music, the characters, how it was written, all that. Interesting. Okay, are you big? Are, uh, we have the Regal Unlimited, so we're always popping in. You might see me at any time, like uh, at, at any movie. So, 
I'm I'm there all the time. Big movie guy. But are you at the movies all that often, or is it just no, man? I'm not. I mean, I'll take the kids. Like I would go watch this new Mario movie out just because. I mean, a lot of people are saying you know if if you have if you grew up in that generation, like it's yeah very nostalgic. You know, and I'm a Mario guy. Did you play Super Nintendo? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Okay, I'm a you know I'm big on nostalgia. Okay, like like when when they did like. um, when they do like a like I won't say a reboot, but like when they do like a reunion thing, like mm. I sound like Dukes of Hazard or Andy Griffith, and those are two shows that you know twenty years after they ended, they came back and did like a two hour special, like you know, like you're in, yeah, and I, oh yeah, man, I'm in on those things, man. Mm. I mean, I, I love that stuff. It doesn't matter if it's not what it once was, you know. It 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 honestly takes me back to when the world was a better place. The world right now sucks, so <laughs> like. <laughs> No, no. I mean, like, <laughs> look at all the stuff that's going on around us. Um, you know, like, I, I'm seriously, like, I can watch, like, on, like, I'll get on my Facebook page, and there's like, mm-hmm. there's some channel on Facebook that, like, you know, they'll post Dukes of Hazard episodes or mm-hmm. episodes, and I just watch those, and I'm like, man, like, the world was just a better place back then. Like, yeah, you know, I like take me back to the '80s, take me back to the '60s. You know, okay. I get, don't get me wrong. I know there were there's civil rights movements in the sixties and stuff like that too. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, we're, we're in a world where it's, I, every day I shake my head at the stuff that goes on, on both sides of the aisle. I I just, I want that clip to be the opener of all my episodes. Now the world sucks. <laughs> it's just the, just the deadpan Austin. That was funny. I did not see that coming. Um, I love it. So Austin, Austin priceless on Twitter, uh, find, uh, all the good folks over there at volquest.com. Uh, make sure that you are tweeting and uh, posting on the general's quarters as much as possible about, uh, some percentages going into Memorial day weekend, uh, for Austin, he can never get enough of those kind of questions. Austin, thank you uh, so much for the time, as always, and I uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Appreciate it, Chase. Thank you, buddy. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.